This one I went the fake Holy Grail in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, you want the fake cup? Yeah. Oh, you don't want the actual one? No. Nope. Oh, you yeah. want the one he picks first that melts the dude? Yeah. That's even a better pick because yeah. that is that is your brand right there, <laughs> yeah, my exactly. friend. Because wow, people are going to have to strong. know. Yeah. Because yeah, the, yeah. the cup is actually huge. Because someone's going to come in there and say, that's not the right one. You're yeah. like, no, no, no. <laughs> so it's made of gold and encrusted with jewels. Sure. It was an actual artifact taken from the Constantinople by the Knights Templar. You sure it wasn't Istanbul? <laughs> I love that Elsa is like fascinated by it. And not only is it beautiful, it melts the face off a Nazi. Yeah. So that's a benefit that's to me. Absolutely. <laughs> Yay, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and it's huge, actually. It's a big cup. Yeah. And I don't know. And the he chose poorly is probably the mic drop line of the entire Indiana Jones series, right? Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah. It's a great pick. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, today we're doing another collector's episode. So excited. You know what you need in order to collect items for a museum? A $500,000 loan. Cold, hard cash, <laughs> my friend. Uh, Charlie and his team at Sonic Loans are the best place to go for a refi. 15-year, 30, fixed, adjustable. Every week I say this, and every week I feel like it's a premonition. The world is going crazy again. The Fed raised the rate. It's difficult to get into the right loan. Charlie is going to assist you and make sure that you have the perfect loan for the perfect house. Sonicloans.com. Hop on their website contact Charlie, let him know what you're looking for. You get into the right loan and you have all types of ability to get the type of uh, 80s movie memorabilia that you want. Get something inexpensive, right? Steve Martin's nose. Perfect. Okay, Max. Anyways, <laughs> moving right along. Uh, reach out to Charlie. Please let him know that Buzz in the Tower sent you. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. Max, when I get a hold of one of the items that I want, so, you know, I wanted the Schwartz, I wanted the ring. Well, if I wanted to get that authenticated, mm -hmm. there, there are people that can do that. But what if I got ripped off? That would be terrible. And what would I need immediately? A lawyer. A lawyer. Not just a lawyer, but one who would appreciate how angry I would be. Oh, he would not, attack. He would attack. Bolton Legal Group, they're efficient. They're aggressive. They understand really awkward and odd requests like <laughs> suing someone because they sold you on eBay. I hope we get to that point. I, I would love to give Bolton Legal Group a call and be bottom. like, yeah, I... Well, trust me, we've done a few things on this show that we're probably going to get sued for, but that's that's neither here nor there. Bolton Legal Group, if you have business law issues, if you have real estate law issues, he can cover just about anything, but if he isn't the right guy, he's also connected and can get you the right guy. So make sure you reach out to Bolton Legal Group, mention Buzz in the Tower, give him a call, 248-595-0001, get a free consultation, reach out to Bolton Legal Group as soon as you can if you need an attorney. Thank you. 
today's episode, The 80s Collector Part 4. Over three previous episodes, we have methodically filled our airport hangar museum with 80s memorabilia that would make the most refined collector jealous. Our fictional museum has such treasures as the boombox from Say Anything, Bill and Ted's phone booth from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Johnny Five from Short Circuit, Tim Capella's saxophone from The Lost Boys, and even the Muppet Babies from The Muppets Take Manhattan. With tons of imaginary space still unused, we'll continue to select the items we would want to put in our 80s movie museum. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the curator of my imagination, Max Sanders. And with that, let's play make-believe. I'm so excited for this episode. I'll tell you, the, the, the thing I'm that we, so scared. The thing that we did, there was a, just an abject failure on our part. When it comes Everything? when it comes to the podcast, is not having cameras to watch how close I get to killing you every episode. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> kind of our relate. I think people feel that through the microphone. I hope they do. I hope they feel how angry I am. <laughs> my God, my footage is, and now I'm sitting here complaining about all the noise you're making. And do, I have to take do my the shoe noise off. you were doing before. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a baby gopher. It's the digging. worst. It's the worst. Look, now you can hear it. I'm like rubbing it against the table. <laughs> you're like a bear. I am. I have like no flexibility. Most of the places on my body have to itch. I have to use like a wall to get to it. It's terrible. Try yoga. I you try yoga. Don't I do. Tell me what to do? I bet you try hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, T I, I for trying. <laughs> F is for friendship. <laughs> U is for uranium bombs. SpongeBob, anything? Yeah. 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 N is for no survivors. <laughs> Max, welcome to the show. Hello. I just got back from New York. You did? I did you... some I did some 80 stuff. You did? I went to Cat's Deli and I sat where Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal did the I'll have what she's having. Did scene. you say I'll have what she's having? I did. You did. Yeah. I, I made all the noises and everything. <laughs> Your parents were like, we're out of here. <laughs> and I went to the Beetlejuice musical. How was that? I, it looks really good. So funny. So offensive. Incredible. Oh, man. That's exciting. And I like they have a that. full sandworm, like a robotic one that's like gigantic. Not a real one? I mean, it might be. <laughs> I don't know if they exist. I don't know if they exist. <laughs> you look it up on the periodic table. We'll find it. I did nothing exciting while you were in New York. No? No. I went to the Natural History Museum, too. Did you learn anything about natural history? Blue whales are big. <laughs> blue whales are big. You ever seen one up close? Man. No. No. Uh, I have not. Yeah. I do know that a blue whale's genitalia is six feet long. Can we say that? Genitalia? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, cool. That's a medical term. Nice. I'm going to splice that in to our- <laughs> Is that a drop? <laughs> How are you going to splice that in? With magic? No, I mean genitalia. I'm going to say it. No, you're going to start using the word genitalia more? Yeah. yeah. That's great. I'm excited I used that Noted. word. <laughs> oh, Max. Yeah. Um, if you're not already, come check out our TikTok. Uh, again, mediocre at best, but come check it out. <laughs> Max is doing it's his best. Good. It's It's okay. Elizabeth Shue and John Candy. I just don't like your jokes. They're so lazy, and I just I wish you were funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love you. I'm kidding. You're doing a great job. At Buzz, <laughs> at Buzz in the Tower. Go to our TikTok. It actually is legit. At Buzz in the Tower. Don't forget, if you've not signed up for our Patreon yet, go to patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. We are overdue for a Zoom with our patrons. Yeah. Why don't we plan? I know you've got one more trip planned next week, right? Chicago. When you get back from Chicago, why don't we plan on doing that? We'll reach out to our rock star Mavericks, Gooses, Sweet. and Iceman. Other than that, Max, uh, we have done three collector's episodes. The first one was exciting because we really didn't even know what we were doing. We kind of just picked our items. It's one of our first 10 episodes. I think. I think it was. It yeah. was really early in the in the show. And then our second one was our first guest ever on the show, celebrity chef Graham Elliott. Who knows more 80s than we do. Well, than you. Since he's pretty then, good. No, he's great. And, yeah. we, and I'm excited to tell you that our in the Tower fan spotlight today is none other than Graham Elliott. Obviously. So we'll talk about that a little later in the show, but he was fantastic. He picked uh, two, wet two, two bangers, right? Tim Capella's saxophone and then the uh, necklace from NeverEnding Story. It was really good. Those were both really good. And then we did a third collector's episode that was strictly horror films. During Oktoberfest. Yeah. Hey, what's the name of the Never Ending Story necklace? I think you don't know. I don't remember off the top the of my Orin. head. Oh, the Orin. Oh, right, who knows right. more now? I'm sure that you did research. You don't have any, About something you, you just randomly You said. don't have any basic memory. I'm sure you knew I would bring it up. You predicted it. What? Did some research. No. Fine, Max. You're better than me. Is it's, that what you want to hear? It's in Stephen Spielberg's office to hear? this day. Is that what you want to hear? You're better than me? Yeah. Does it make you feel good? I'm going to listen to that on repeat. You should. If you figure out how to use repeat on your phone. Yeah. I'll call you now. <laughs> You'll call me. I'll make a cut for you. So 
This fourth collector's episode, uh, if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to the previous three. They're great. But this fourth one, I kind of feel more relaxed about it. And I really, on this one for me, I wasn't trying to be fancy or show off. I actually really focused on things that I would want like yeah. in my hands, specific right? Specific and weird. Yes. Specific. Pacific's an ocean. I, but I, I, do, really, I do say that. That's okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful ocean. It's just not what you meant to say. Specifically. You know what's amazing? In my circles, I'm the illiterate one, except yeah. when I'm hanging out with you and then I all of a sudden become a scholar. So it's actually a really nice role reversal. I have my friends are constantly correcting you my talk good I, I i do things yeah from time to time yeah. i've been known to say a thing or two i like stuff do you like stuff i like turtles, <laughs> and like I li- turtles. especially ones that are in the pacific ocean <laughs> specifically in the pacific <laughs> ocean i can't no way i can say that no it's too much why don't we jump into the episode uh no rules this is no holds barred this is hogan at his best yeah uh yeah. if you pick a movie can i still do it yeah okay cool. you just can't use the same movie that's so there's one rule you can't do the same movie that you you, you can't pick a movie you've done previously yeah. And you can't do two of the same movies in this episode. Okay. So hopefully you went back and looked at what you have selected in the past. Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. Sure. We'll see. Max, I have nothing else. Are you ready to jump in? Yep. Both feet. Yeah. Plug your nose. Cannonball. I go ahead. Cannonball. <laughs> I'm going to Lake this weekend. Gunga. Yeah. Galunga. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy 4th of July. Post 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. Look, Tuesday, but that's all right. Close you going enough. to Lake? I'm going I, to two lakes. What am I doing? Tonight, I'm doing fireworks with Trisha's stepmom and the kids, and I got nothing else. I was going to try to play some golf this weekend, but we'll see. When's the last time you played golf? Last night. I went to Top Golf nice. for a surprise birthday party. You know whose surprise birthday party it was? Geese. You can't say anything inappropriate. Fox? No. Uh, do you remember Laura? You went on a date with her one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened. She's no. a very sweet girl. It's just funny because it was an awkward day. I asked her out at your house in front of like your entire family. It was weird. It was. Super weird. Yeah. But she went out with you. Yeah. She gave you a shot. Yeah. So she just had her surprise. Swing and a miss. She had her surprise 40th birthday <laughs> last night and she's got two babies now. Holy crap. Yeah. You're getting she's old. Four, four, she's four years older than me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at Go you. Me. That was bold. Yeah. You really blew that. All right. Anyways, uh, her husband's a good dude. She so. drove a Saturn. <laughs> There's, I knew there had to be at least one thing I'd have to cut out of this. All right, Max, uh, why don't you go first? What do you want to bring to the... We use the term hanger because as we started collecting more and more items, you, of course, would like... Gigantic. You picked like Christine's car from... Uh, the airplane from airplane. Yeah, which you've made that joke at least 100 times. Let's go for 101. The Jewish airplane. It's a Jewish airplane. I remember. Yeah. The one with the yarmulke yeah. and the beard. Yeah, I totally remember that. It's really airlines. It's great. It um, I've got some. I've got a couple on here today that you're going to... I think you're going to hear them. You're going to be like, that is really, really funny. And yeah. to be very... Very honest with you, our last couple of episodes kind of influenced some of my selections a little yeah? bit. Yeah. Yeah. They were lurking in my brain when I was thinking about this. Phoebe Kate's bikini? I'm not. I, I like. That's weird. I like Phoebe Kate's. Yeah. First of all, I was going for a piece of clothing. It would be like Elizabeth Shoes, like baggy sweatshirt. We've done nothing creepy in our collector stuff. Right. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> Are you setting it up for no, that as well? No, no. I keep away from the. So like Elizabeth Shoes shoes stuff. would not be. What shoes would you pick? Any of them. The, <laughs> the soccer shoes, probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but is that on the is that on the table? Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. Next time. Collector's edition, <laughs> just, edition just five. Seven pieces of so Elizabeth So we shoe. named like 80s Collector was part one. Yep. And then we had 80s Collector part two. And then we had 80s Collector horror edition. Yeah. And then this is 80s Collector's part four. Yeah, I want to do summer, but. There's not enough summer stuff. Yeah. But for part five, should we just call it 80s Collector creep show? <laughs> Just the, okay, yeah. The weirdest, creepiest things we can think crush to collect. Crush edition. Yeah, right? Crush edition. No, crush yeah. edition. It lends itself to us being it's taken like, off the air. <laughs> the gum dying we chewed in parenthood. That's super weird. <laughs> That's super weird. And by the way, we would get much weirder than that. That's not even that weird. Yep. Max, kick us off. What do you got? What's your first item that you're throwing into the collector vault in our wonderful museum? I wanted a museum piece for my first one. So that would make sense since we're doing an episode. I know about some of my stuff is like very like unique to me. This one actually you like, like Bender's glove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you would wear every day. This one I went the fake Holy Grail in Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. This certainly is the cup of the King of Kings. Eternal life. Chose poorly. 
That's a really good pick. Thank you. I like it. Because I, w- I wanted the original. I was like, Jesus is cop, but it's boring. But Jesus was a carpenter. So I know. you have to pick something that's very not flashy. The irony of you wanting this is the opposite of how you are. You love flashy, gaudy, bright, you know, crap. I went for the fake one. Oh, you want the fake cup? Yeah. Oh, you don't want the actual one? No. Nope. Oh, you yeah. want the one he picks first that melts the dude? Yeah. This is, that's even a better pick because yeah. that is, that is your brand right there, <laughs> yeah, my exactly. friend. Oh, that's great. So I like can, that a lot. We can reenact the scene too. Oh, that's a great, you know what? That's a really good, I'll tell you why I really like that pick. If you had gone with the actual correct grail, sure, great. that would have been great. Classic. But the fact, like this is almost like a deep cut yeah. on a collector's side. Oh, Max. Because wow, people are going to have to strong. know. Yeah. Because yeah, the, yeah. the cup is actually huge. Because someone's going to come in there and say, that's not the right one. You're yeah. like, no, no, no. <laughs> so it's made of gold and encrusted with jewels. Sure. It was an actual artifact taken from the Constantinople by the Knights Templar. You sure it wasn't Istanbul? <laughs> Did you get that joke or are you just laughing? Is that Mel Brooks something? No. Oh. They might be giants. Do you remember that band? I don't like Istanbul them. Istanbul was Constantinople. Oh, I know now that song. Istanbul, yeah. not Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Yeah. Now it's Turkish delight. Something on the wrist. On a moonlit night. Is that? No. Every gal in Constantinople <laughs> lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Okay. I don't know. Do you want to hear another song by them? No. Particle Man. Stop Particle. It. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm you're done. you're I'm done. chomping on my groove here. My emperor's new groove. <laughs> The floor is yours. <laughs> so I love that Elsa is like fascinated by it. And not only is it beautiful, it melts the face off a Nazi. Yeah. So that's a benefit that's to me. A, absolutely. <laughs> Yay, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and it's huge, actually. It's a big cup. Yeah. And I don't know. And the he chose poorly is probably the mic drop line of the entire uh, Indiana Jones series, right? Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah. It's a great pick. Yeah. Does that seem freaky out when you And he brings it back to shave his father. Yeah. Junior. Well, not that one. Wait, no, not the bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant the good one. No, <laughs> he didn't like poison his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Did that scene freak you out when you were a kid? Yes. I lost my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have the, you were coming off of watching Terminator 2, so there you go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I watched that before this. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Max, uh, all credit to you. You, you came out the gate swinging. Yeah. Uh, I've got something for you. Mm-hmm. In 1988, there was a little film called Bloodsport. Oh. I, I believe you're familiar with that. Frank Dukes was uh, competing in honor of his adoptive father. Uh, trying in, to in trying the real to win, life trying, story, trying to win the Kumite. No, in here. No, Frank Dukes believes this is a real story that happened to him. Oh, he does, and it's not. It's not. Okay, yeah, everyone established. Hey, that. you know what? I'm good with it either way. It's uh, <laughs> it's great. I also. I personally love the fact that Forrest Whitaker is in this movie because to me, it's almost like running into a girl that you dated in college and being like, I can't believe I dated you. Like, yeah. That's got to be how he looks at Bloodsport. For my collector's item, the first thing I want, Max. I have no idea what you want from this I movie. know, and I'm, you're going to be excited. I want Jackson's Harley Davidson bandana. By the way, next time you fight, try to keep your clothes on. Anytime, any place anywhere if you ever need me i'll be there i love you my friend me too oh that's good i thought you'd like that so donald gibb you might know him better as ogre yeah nerds (laughs) oh that was terrible i can do better nerds both of those are pretty good. Yeah. So Can you pee for a really long time? Don, yes, he did pee for a very long time in Revenge of Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Yes. Donald Gibb is one of only two people who have ever responded to me on Cameo when I tried to reach out to them to get them to come on the show. And he's like, sorry, brother, don't do podcasts. Yeah. And I was like, that's okay, man. I just appreciate your smart <laughs> So he plays Jackson and the relationship between Frank and Jackson is is great. It's a broship of all broship. It's a hard broship. So if you recall in the film, they become the best of bros. Yep. And we get to the part of the Kumite where Jackson, played by Donald Gibb, has to fight Chong Lee who is like the murderous monster that is just massacring all these people yeah. during the Kumite. And he not only jacks him up, if you rewatch the fight, which I would highly recommend doing, uh, Jackson gets in there, gets a few good licks on him, and then yeah, starts running around. The, showboating. No, running around the ring saying, Jackson, Jackson, because <laughs> that's what they used to always cheer was Chong Lee. Yeah, yeah. So he was trying to get him to cheer Jackson, and then Chong Lee got up wiped some blood from his mouth and licked the blood like a sociopath Yep, and then murdered Jackson. I mean, he didn't murder him, but he jacked him up pretty bad. Almost killed him. Then as he's on the ground, rips his Harley Davidson bandana. So Jackson has got a thing for Harley Davidson. He has a couple shirts that he wears when he's fighting. He's wearing a sleeveless Harley Jackson shirt and he also has the bandana that he wears around his head Yep, that is ripped from his head as he lays motionless on the floor. And when Frank Dukes fights Chong Li at the end of this movie. Chong Li has had a previous fight. It's kind of like round robin tournament. 
takes his pants off. And as he removes his pants to go to shorts, you see Jackson's bandana wrapped around his shin. It's a big F you. It's a big F you. He is blinded during the fight. You know that. (laughs) After he massacres Chong Lee, but doesn't massacre him. He just beats him. He blindly shuffles his hands around Chong Lee to get the bandana. Yep. And the audio that I played is their conversation in the hospital, which is the most bro-licious I love you, man. I'm there for you whenever you need you. Anytime, my brother. Anytime. (laughs) Oh, no, not Predator. So that's my item. I would love to have his actual Harley Davidson bandana. Are you going to clean it or you want the blood on it? I want the blood on it. Nice. I I, I, I want the blood. (laughs) Are you going to wear it or are you going to like put it Uh, on? So I'm not like you. Like I know you would wear the Bender glove. The only thing thing for my collection I would ever wear is the shorts. I'd wear that ring. No, you'd wear the Eddie Murphy Detroit Lions jacket. I think I'd keep it in a glass case. What? It's kind of special. Okay. I'd go get Jeffrey You wouldn't go to a Lions games with that on? I'd be mugged and attacked if it was original. Lions fans like you. They'd love me, but they'd want that jacket. You yeah. Know? All right. Max, that is my first pick. We got one down each. Let's slide it back to you. Okay. You know a little film called FX? I do. You love FX. I, I think it's great that you love FX. Well, Have you the, seen the sequel? No, I haven't yet. Oh, Max, you got to yeah. see the sequel. It's 90s. Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. All right. But I want Roland Brown's door monster, Rosebud. Did you knock? special effects you would you would put that in your house at my front door yeah yeah that's that'd be your like, like halloween 365 you would just yeah. be terrifying ter- terrifying terrifying people <laughs> it's just so weird and big it's like a cyclops mixed with an abominable snowman if you haven't seen fx by the way best premise for a movie ever a special effects guy works with the fbi to like fake a mob death but it's not a fake death, and now he's in trouble and running from the mob. It's a great movie. But he's using the FX stuff to get by. What do you like him in more, FX or Cocktail? See, Brian Brown is just Brian Brown, like, all the time. Even remember Along Came Polly? Yep. He's Leland Van Lu. <laughs> Highly underrated movie. He can't be insured because he's just so <laughs> out of control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Brian Brown in anything is just himself. Yeah. It's like Brad Pitt. Brad I don't know. Coglin's Law versus, I don't know. But I, I'm with you. I'm with you. In this one, he's like a superhero, though. I know. Yeah. I know. So. It's 50-50. All right. But I don't know, just something fun and weird. And also, like, the fact we talk about uh, practical effects and how that's very 80s. The whole, like, air gas machine behind and the metal thing that moves uh, Rosebud forward and backwards. It just feels very, like, the thing. It feels like Brian Brown's character in this movie worked on Aliens, Predator, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit more B-movie, like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. It feels 80s in large part because you're watching all this stuff take place with practical effects. It's yeah. a fun premise, and that monster at the door is pretty solid. It's, it's big. It's a, Max, yeah. I, you're two for two. Thank you. I'm, I'm impressed. What do you got? Hot shot. Hard huh. I want Topper Harley's <laughs> motorcycle. Is that if we, when we do the 90s? Is that going to be like the second movie we do? Yeah. Point break and then hot, hot shots. shots. <laughs> One and two. Goodfellas for me. Yeah, I know. You love Goodfellas. Oh, and then the Connaissance. Not Connaissance, Cajessance. I don't know what that is. Uh, face off Con Air and The Rock. I oh, all right. All right. Yeah. That's okay. So it's a th- got it. That makes yeah. more sense. Do, do you hear, by the way, there's going to be a Con Air 2 in space? <laughs> Is is Cage going to be in it? They're asking him. I hope he's going to yeah, be yeah. in it. Oh, also, there's a Goonies series coming out on Disney Plus. By the way, Max, we talked about this. I've, I've shared. That's what a movie. The, no, no. This, I talked. The series is about a teacher and these kids come in and they want to reshoot scene by scene Goonies, and the teacher helps them. Oh, or something like that. My next pick, Max. Uh, I this is. I was mentioning to you how I was influenced heavily by some of our last couple episodes, and this is a, an absolute example of that. You may recall a little flick. Predator. About Jack and Diane. Predator, 1987. No, one of mine's Predator. Oh, I hope we don't have the same one. That's never happened once on a collector's, okay. ever. Uh, this is totally influenced by last week's episode for me. I want Jim Hopper's dog tags. Jim Hopper. Max, cut him down. Hey, 
I knew these men. Green Berets out of Fort Bragg. Now, what the hell were they doing here? I don't know, Dutch. This is inhuman. Nobody told me there was an operation in this area. They shouldn't have been here. I love it. <laughs> it's really it's a deep cut with the blood on it. I right, think. right. Obviously, I got, I got a lot of blood in my collection. You I do. got. Uh, I, I, if I was gonna ever wear something, I would put the bandana on my head and then <laughs> yeah. the dog tags on. So, for those of you that didn't listen to last week's episode or don't remember the movie Predator, shame on you on both accounts. But at this point, Dutch, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, does not realize that he's up against aliens. He just thinks that he's helping out the CIA to recover a few guys that got grabbed on the wrong side of the border. So as he makes his way through the jungle with his team of commandos, no plan words like that commando. Yeah, I got it. He uncovers another group that apparently had been set in to do the same thing and they have been skinned alive. And while they're pretty brutally, pretty brutally. So Poncho takes his knife, grabs the dog tags off of these skin bodies and throws the tags over to Dutch, who of course catches them with like veins pumping out of his arm. It's very cool. And you look down at it and it says Jim Hopper. Now, the reason this popped into my head is we did our Stranger Things episode last week and you uncovered the greatest fact ever in the history of podcasts, yeah. which is that Predator is referenced two different ways in Stranger Things. One is Jim Hopper, the name of our favorite character in Stranger Things. And the second is Hawkins, because that's the name of both the character Hawkins. and the Predator and also <laughs> once his body found. So I want those dog tags. I think that would be just really cool. I just love when he uncovers it and he he, he kind of head motions to Dylan to come talk to him. And he's like, Jim Hopper, Green Berets out of Fort Bragg. Like, I want to be a Green Beret out of Fort Bragg. Yeah. Like, I, sound, I can't even say it. Green Beret out of Fort Bragg. <laughs> the lemons lie still. Bragg. <laughs> the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. There, so that you can say for some reason. So, yep, that's my pick, Max. I'm going dog tags, Jim Hopper. You're going to wear them out? Absolutely. No, they go in my museum. I don't wear my stuff. Oh, you got to wear them. With the blood and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably with, just, with probably the Harley. Corn syrup and yellow dye number five. <laughs> <laughs> everything a grown boy needs. Oh, Jesus. All right, Max, to you. I was going to offer you cigars and rum, but instead, Uh-oh. I'm going to take. I think we got a problem. The little demigod, Jobu from Major League. Hey, pasta there, Pedro. Bats. The Asi. I cannot hit curveball. Straight ball, I hit it very much. Curveball. Bats are afraid. I asked Jobu to come. Take fear from bats. I offer him cigar and rum. He will come. You know, you might think about taking Jesus Christ as your savior instead of fooling around with all this stuff. Ah. Jesus. I like him very much. But he no help with curveball. You trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Okay, Harris, let's not start a holy war here. <laughs> well, Max, I know we were each supposed to get seven, but you just took one of mine. <laughs> First time in four episodes you it's took so one. It's so good. How we have not had Jobu up until this point is beyond Ridiculous. Me. So I will let you run with it, but I've got a whole, whole bunch of facts <laughs> about Jobu. Yeah, he's real. Yeah. I mean, he's not a real god. Which I found disappointing. I thought they'd like do some kind of weird demigod from like so the Caribbean Dave, or Jamaica. So one of the things that David Ward, who is the director David and writer, every time you correct me, yeah. one of the things that's nice about David S. Ward, uh, who, who is both the director and the writer of Major League, is that he really modeled all of these characters off of baseball players. Yeah. And the character of Serrano was five or six different Latin players that he was kind of mixing and molding. Salu, yep. I think, was one of them. And the whole idea behind Jobu is that baseball players, more so than any other athletes, are the most superstitious players Wear out the there. same underwear for yeah, two like months. like all types of crazy <laughs> stuff, right? All, like, just the, the OCD, like the tapping the bat three times before you go into the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Curses, superstitions, all Ma- that stuff. What, what do you got on Jobu? So, I mean, well, first of all, David S. Ward also wrote the program. Awesome. Pretty good movie. What? I'm kidding. It's a great okay. movie. Okay, good. Uh, do you know where Jobo sits? I don't know who Jobo is. I know who Jobu is. You know where Jobu sits right now? On a piano. Yeah. Do you know who that whose piano that is? Yeah. Who is it? Uh, what's his name? Robin. Brian Robbins. Brian Robbins. Yeah, of yeah. Morgan Creek Productions. And he's been offered $35,000 for it. He, he, sa- he said he'd take 100000 He would do it. He did say that? Yeah. Oh. Also, everything that you're citing is the same stuff I found. It's from 2016. So a <laughs> lot could have happened in the last six years, but I agree. Yeah. And I just think it'd be fun to like sacrifice, not sacrifice a chicken, but uh, to put like candles up and have a cigar in his mouth. And any anytime I feel down about myself, I can just look at Jobu and go, F you, Jobu. I do it myself. So the funny thing is the actor, Chelsea Ross, who played Eddie Harris, the yep. pitcher who loves Jesus and yeah. is 150 years old. <laughs> it was actually him 
who protected and took care of Jobu during the filming of no the movie. No way, I didn't know that. So like they only made one of these. It's literally a wire frame with clay on it. Yeah. And they didn't have like in today's films, you have like 50 of Thanos's like goblet hands and like all Infinity these different props Stone or yeah, whatever. Gauntlet? Yeah. yeah, whatever it is, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like in this movie, they only had one Jobu, so when they were filming and they're hitting baseballs and they're in the batter cage and everything else, it ended up being Harris uh who was like protecting this That's so this funny cuz he's the one that's cursed hates by him. him. I know. Yeah. I know. You ever you ever thought about the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> You saying Jesus can't hit a curveball? Oh my God, that's so funny. So immediately after the filming, Jobu disappeared and he called Dennis uh, Haysbert, who's, uh, you know, the, the president from 24. And more importantly, State Farm. State Farm, yeah. And asked if he had him and he said no. And they eventually tracked him down and now he was passed on from one guy to another and he sits with the one dude on his piano. Nice. What a conversation piece, right? Oh my God. So we just need 100K and we can get Jobu. That's, 50K each? Yeah. Because we and I both want it. Let's start a GoFundMe. No. <laughs> If I'm starting to go fund me for something, it's we can take the money and it's going to be for speech therapy a, for you. We can buy a fake Jobu and just take the money. It's great. It's great embezzlement. We didn't say which Jobu we got. Jubois. <laughs> we got Jubois. <laughs> Jubois. Oh man! All right. Well, I'm up. You took one of mine. Yep. Uh, so this next one of all of the ones I've done, I put this one up there with the map from Goonies. Wow, that's that's high up for you. And it's funny too because this is a deep cut one. And it also just has a ton of meaning to me. And it came to me in a vision. And I, I love it. Bowie's hair from Labyrinth? No. Uh, 1986, Max. Do you remember the movie Three Amigos? Yeah. All for each other and all for one. The Three Amigos. Am I supposed to? A folly, 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 folly. <laughs> look up here. Look up here. You too. You too. Lucky Day's hat. In this movie, this, this incredible movie, starring Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short, uh, playing the wonderful roles of Lucky Day, Dusty Bottoms, and Ned Niederlander. Great names. They're fantastic names. There's a lot of things you could want, right? You could want the singing bush. Oh, yeah. Is it the singing bush and then the invisible man? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. They right? knock them out, right? Yep, yep. I mean, there's a ton of different items that would be their their costumes, first of all. Yeah, I was gonna, the, that was the one I went to. I've got something better than their costumes, Max. I want the telegram sent from the people of Santo Poco to the Three Amigos. Look, boys, I know show business. Something always turns up. Telegram for the Three Amigos. Three Amigos, Hollywood, California. You are very great. 100,000 pesos to come to Santa Poco, put on show stop. The infamous El Guapo. What does that mean, infamous? Oh, Dusty. <laughs> infamous is, is when you're more than famous. This man, El Guapo, is not just famous, he's infamous. 100,000 pesos to do a personal appearance with this guy, El Guapo, who is probably the biggest actor to ever come out of Mexico. Wow, the infamous? Infamous? Really? Yeah. Why? Because I'll have a plethora <laughs> of telegrams in my museum. This is so weird. A plethora. <laughs> a plethora? <laughs> this is very specific. I love this movie so much. Yeah, but the costumes, you could wear them and everyone knows. When I know, but you could get the costumes anywhere. I want the actual, like when he opens that up and he's holding that yellow telegram. Yeah. And he's reading from it. That's what I want. Is that your favorite scene in the movie? Yeah, I love just the the butchering of the word infamous. Yeah. Infamous. Infamous is more than famous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't agree with this one, but cool. What? I don't know. It's just. You don't think it would look cool, like almost like the Declaration of Independence in one of those like cases to have like this big, beautiful frame and there's glass on it and a spotlight. And all it is is a telegram from the people of Santa Poco this is offering 100,000 pesos to the three amigos. It's, you don't think that's, I think that's amazing. It's over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah under, all right. I'll take me. that. All yeah. Right. Or under you, yeah. over you, to the side of you, whatever. <laughs> Beneath me. I hate you so much. <laughs> Max, before we go to you on your next one, because we're all sorts of messed up because I'm one short because you stole Jobu from me. Why don't we take a very quick break to hear from our sponsors? Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com. One of the things that I want to collect at some point in my life are the houses from the movies that I love. I Weekend get, at Bernie's, the the beach house. Yep. I want Tom Hanks's apartment, the uh, house from the Goonies. Yes. I also want that little restaurant that was on the water. Yeah. That the Fratellis were hiding the no, dead that body in. No, that was a dump. You yeah, but that's prime real estate. <laughs> Underneath you is a cavern and takes you to treasure. In lieu of us buying all of these houses, I will tell you that your real estate agent has to know what you 
want. I need a house that's got enough room to build a museum in the basement so that I can put all of the cool stuff that I want to collect from 80s movies in it. 400 million in sales in 2021, 1,000 homes sold. Dolby Real Estate is the premier real estate provider for Southeast Michigan. They are the group that you want in your corner when you're looking for a home or if you're looking to sell your home. Max, reach out to Dolby Real Estate, tell them Buzz in the Tower sent you, and get ready to have the best experience you've ever had with a real estate agent. Max, we're back. Let's get to it. What do you got? Time for the big guns. Not literally, not guns, but you're going to agree with this one. Marty McFly's self-lacing shoes, Back to the Future 2. Marty, please, take off your shirt. Put on the jacket and the shoes. Got a mission to accomplish. Precisely on schedule. Laces, all right. I like it. They made them. They they didn't self lace. But do you remember when this happened? All right. So they were designed by Nike, and in the movie, actually, yeah. So they weren't self tying. No, it was underneath the, underneath the platform. Pulled they pulled them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty five years later, Nike actually released them. Yep. Nike Air Mags. They have LED on the sides. Yep. And they have the cool sounds like. Whoosh, so my know. my brother in law, you know, he's a maniac. Yeah. For Back to the Future. Yeah. Has these? No, he's got the flex capacitor tattoo, and yeah. he, we, I was like looking to try to get him for him, and I was like, nope, not yeah. for three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So they only produced one hundred. I mean, fifteen hundred. And they raised $10 million in 10 days for Parkinson research. Yeah. So that's awesome. Oh, it's, I remember it was, it's fantastic. Yeah. But. but it just, they captured the future so well. Yeah. Like they are incredible. Yeah. So like back to the future Two hinges on the fact that they nail the future we dream of in the fifties becoming to that. Was it 2019 in the future? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Cause I we, know. we have none uh, of that. Well, I'm surprised you didn't, <laughs> we don't have jaws. We I, don't have, I didn't surprise. I'm kind of surprised hoverboard. So the hoverboard, I, I struggled. I really struggled with this mightily because growing up yeah. the hoverboard is the only thing I ever wanted in my entire life. Really? Ever. I'm too goofy. I'd fall off. Yeah, but I think the reason I I can't ride a scooter without falling off. This is also true. I think the reason I stayed away from the hoverboard is like something about it felt in my mind overplayed. Like I'd been thinking about it forever and I was like, would I really want a hoverboard? And I'm like, no, these other things I would want more. But the hoverboard's high up there. But the the shoes I like a lot. Not the jacket though? No, because the shoes, one, I can wear them all the time. They can self-tie, so that's freaking cool. So you're not keeping it in the museum? No, I'm wearing all this stuff. All right, all right. I'm wearing Judd Nelson's gloves. I'm wearing a flamethrower. Driving around in Christine's car. Yeah. Killing people. Killing people. It's great. <laughs> self With action, action Jackson's flamethrower. Yeah, I remember beautiful. what you picked. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> but I don't know. They're just they're just so, like, even now they look futuristically looking. And also, like, the sneaker heads in yeah. the world would lose their mind. I'd probably yeah. become a celebrity. You would. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be the guy who has them. And that's important to you. That kind of stuff at a shallow level you're you're big into. We're into 80s movies. How shallow can we get? Well, I'm at the celebrity part, Max. Just be you. Wait. Are you ready to move on? Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's up back to me. This is a good one. I think you're going to like this one a lot. So I'm pretty confident on this one because I know this to be one of your favorite movies. And the reason I know that is because many, many moons ago, we had an episode where we were Thanos snapping the work of John Hughes. Mm-hmm. And you had to pick certain John Hughes movies that were going to stay and certain ones that were going to go. And you laid your life down on this one pretty hard. Weird science? Weird science. John Hughes flick, uh, if you have not seen it, starring Anthony Michael Hall and Ian Mitchell Smith and Kelly LeBrock. Is there is there anybody outside of Elizabeth Shue who's more gorgeous, hot 80s girl than no, Kelly LeBrock? She's the coolest. She is the coolest. She's a party girl. She is a party girl. And she's she so is, nice. This movie, this movie is every, every boy's fantasy. Every boy's fantasy. Yeah. So Max, what I want from this movie, I want the doll. I know it may lie, I by the way, why are we wearing bras on our heads? Ceremonial. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? <laughs> 
No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I want that exact dolls. Gary and Wyatt are two lonely nerds and all they want is a woman. So they rip through an enormous amount of pornography and jam it into their computer and then tie into some nuclear reactor <laughs> to get a bunch of energy, shut down the whole city. And ah. it's pretty amazing. <laughs> they put a bra on each of their heads. Do you know what I never noticed before? The doll. Um, it's a Frankenstein play on Frankenstein. Yeah. So they have these two like electrodes that are hooked to the neck of the doll. Do you know what the doll's laying on? It's a board game. Ouija board? The game of life. Oh, that's Isn't cool. That funny? Yeah. It's alive. <laughs> so the doll has got this frizzy curly hair yep. and a white crop top, like long sleeve shirt and a pair of blue underwear. And if you really look at the doll, it's like, it's exactly what Lisa turns into after the science experiment has gone right. Yeah. I also love that immediately when she opens the door or like she comes through the door and you see all like the mist everywhere and the fog and she just looks at them and says, so what would you little maniacs like to do first? Shower. <laughs> shower, their clothes shower their clothes on. <laughs> so I, I'm going for the doll. Yeah. I love that. I thought you'd like that. I can play with it. <laughs> That's super weird, Max, but thank you as always. Okay. Moving on to you. What do you got? This is my weirdest one. <laughs> it can't be weirder than the mannequin. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. I want Jimmy's prosthetic throat from Roadhouse. <laughs> Congrats, that is the weirdest one that you've ever wanted. <laughs> so I found Roadhouse. I found this guy that for like a Can I just pause you for a second? Yeah. It concerns me that you're starting this off by saying, I found this guy. On the internet. Oh, of course. Free candy. Of course. Love it. He told, he told me if I give him the van was $1,000 and pictures of my feet, <laughs> he will send me a prosthetic throat. So it seems like a totally legit deal. No, this guy wrote about Roadhouse every day for a year. So he did like a bunch of research on it. Sure. So there's this whole thing about what? <laughs> Nothing. It's is that awesome? Is it this guy or is it you? Do you have a pen name? Are you secretly writing about Roadhouse every <laughs> Sam day? Sam Buttersworth. That's me. <laughs> not good on my feet. Nope. nope. <laughs> Impromptu is not the name of your game. So Marshall Teague, who plays Jimmy, who's kind of like the Darth Vader of this of this movie. Well, he's like the he lead henchman. Nothing like Darth Vader. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> and Patrick Swayze. Like literally, there is no comparison. He has no redemption. He has no backstory. He's not like menacing in this. Like there is outside of him being the bad guy, there's nothing they have in common. It's a cool helmet. Continue. They do stuff to guys Please in prison. Continue. Just continue. <laughs> they both do. I don't think Darth Vader did that to someone in prison. So first of all, I didn't realize I used to kill Jedi's like you in prison. <laughs> Want to see my lightsaber? Oh, uh, God, Max. <laughs> back, back to the prosthetic throat. So it's the most iconic part of the movie. It's what lasts, I think. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, I think there's other parts that might be more iconic. Yeah. So they did... 70 like when he gives his rules. No, you know, like, this is... This okay. Okay. <laughs> so they did t 72 takes of the scene. It took five nights and five and a half hours per night. No stuntmen, which makes it the coolest like action scene of the 80s, I would argue. Anything else you that comes to mind for you? Uh, Max, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of like biting my tongue and waiting for the part where you are getting prosthetic throats from some guy who's got a shop <laughs> on the side of the road. So continue. Sway's got a cracked rib. Teague got a cra cracked eye socket. There's real intensity and emotion. Like Teague was messing with him because Teague was a professional kickboxer mm -hmm. who was 52 and 0, by who, the way. Who initially thought it was a joke that he even had to deal with this guy, Swayze. But then by the end of it, it was like, this guy could compete. He's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like he really like pushed him and they pushed yeah, yeah. each other. So I guess this is a real move, the throat rip thing, but you normally go for the collarbone to like put it out of place, but they decided to make it unique. They went for the throat. Mm -hmm. So I guess the prosthetic, it was sensitive, so you couldn't move it. So you notice with the throat rip that he takes it out and like, Jimmy's not moving. It's like very like angled in. It's just so cool. It's just so unique. It just, I mean, like it's part of Dalton's backstory. But can we get to the part of like, have you located this prosthetic throat? Is this guy who's writing about it every day? Is he your No, deal? I don't oh, know where it is. Okay. That's why I probably threw it out. It's gross. I don't know, man. So I'd wear it. Uh, yeah. I, with your, with all of your other stuff. That's <laughs> super weird. I'm like uh, Joey from uh, Friends when he wears all the clothes. And and throats. Yeah. Yeah. I must have missed the bloopers <laughs> on that where he's wearing a throat. I don't know. It's cool, man. It's okay, Max. You're just, you're, you're weird. You said it. I should have listened to you. Uh, that goes back to me. I'm down to my last two. You're down to your last three, right? Down to my last two. Okay. I don't know how we got caught up, but we did. Uh, Max. I started. Yeah, that's right. This is another one that I'm very surprised I didn't think about doing before. And it came to me because our Father's Day episode. So you know what a big fan I am of The Great Outdoors. Yes. Uh, directed by Howard Deutsch, who is the backup for John Hughes, who wrote this one. If I John backup. <laughs> well, if John Hughes wasn't directing it, who was directing it? Yeah. but that, I mean, That's his backup. Okay. He gave him he gave him the movie. Okay. 
I, I'm not I trying just, to knock he him. He earned it. I, he's great. He's Mr. You, my Leah two, Thompson. What are my two favorite John Hughes movies? Howard the Duck. No. And don't ever, 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 ever attach Howard the Duck to a John Hughes film. Hellraiser. No. <laughs> Nailed it. God. In your face. Two episodes uh, of holding my tongue. And some, I got the some kind of wonderful and the great outdoors. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, like, I, nobody loves Howard Deutsch as much as I do, but he was like, look, he was uh, Garoppolo when Brady went down that one year. Okay, Garoppolo sucks. No, but he did really good that one year. That's a bad example. Yeah, it is. He was a bad. really good backup that went on to flourish. Tom Brady. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're calling John Hughes Bledsoe? No. That's what you are? You're calling him Bledsoe? Okay, John Bledsoe. All right, whatever. (laughs) I hate you. So I, in this movie, we've got uh, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and they are brother-in-laws. They go on a family vacation with each other. They do. I love this movie for a host of reasons, but there's just one really, really beautiful part where John Candy, who's Chet Ripley, he's in a boat fishing with one of his sons, Buck Ripley, played by Chris Young. And it's got some shades of Tommy Boy. So like Chet's sitting in the boat and his part of the boat's like really sank deep down. I will come out there. Yeah. And his son is like very much... At that age where he he's like, Dad, do we really need to do this? Like, you're not going to do something weird. Yeah. And it's this scene, Max, where the item comes up that I want. I want the ring that Chet gives his son that used to belong to his father. You know, one day you're going to be coming up here with your kids. <sighs> yeah, maybe. I want to give you something. Dad, you're not going <laughs> to kiss me in the boat under the moon, are you? I'm not going to kiss you. I'm going to give you my ring. Why? Why? Because my father gave it to me, and I'm giving it to you. Grown up now, you deserve it. So, like, uh, you and I coming up to the woods is like your father bringing you here. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) Thanks for the ring. That's kind of (laughs) corny. I kind of felt you would feel that way. No, I just, it's just a cute little scene. And yeah, you're it, dead. Yeah. I just, I want that ring. Yeah. I want to give it to my son. Are you going When to? he takes over the podcast for us. <laughs> Will he? I, who knows? <laughs> like the 2020? Maybe hopefully he'll take over for one of us sooner than later. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Watch my tongue around you. <laughs> I know, right? So I want the ring. I yeah. like rings. I've been collecting a lot of rings in these episodes. Yeah. But I think that'd be a kind of a cool one to have. Yeah. What's it look like? I forget. I doesn't even show it. Oh, there, you there, find there, it? No, there, I couldn't find a damn thing about it. You think a John Candy ring would go on the internet? Uh, who knows? should make one. I know. Yeah. It says candy. <laughs> I like my candy. Max, back to you. Okay, so I lied. This is my strangest one. <laughs> Was the first one just testing how strange you could get? Yeah. How are you going to get more strange than the throat rip? Well, this one's complicated because... Oh, Jesus, of course it is. It needs Hold to... Hold on, let me get comfortable. Let me get a sip of water and be here for an hour trying to understand what the hell you're talking about. In the moment after this was filmed, the item in question needs to be encased in lucite, and I don't think it did. So can we, like, hypothesize that it did? What's the item, Max? Okay. The ice cream cone from the best of the best. Tommy, look, there's David. stupid i'm not mad it's really good it's so stupid it's the the worst scene in any movie ever that's the point why do you think people still watch that uh marvin's i mean the room oh people worship that movie the ice cream cone that gets dropped when his brother is killed in the time In in a flashback it's not even a part of the movie it's the flashback yeah so the in this movie the U.S. fights Korea <laughs> in a Taekwondo tournament. Of course, <laughs> Tommy Lee is our main hero, and he's tortured by the fact his brother was killed by Dae Han Park, the eye patch villain of the Korean team. Correct. And we're not really sure what happened. About three fourths of the movie, <laughs> we get a black and white Bruce Wayne losing his parents esque kind of yeah. 
hero origin story yeah, of Tommy Lee. Yeah. And it's so corny. And Tommy's wearing like a backwards hat and an oversized vest. And his parents go like, look, there's David, like really happy and rooting him on. And then finally his brother gets killed and he has a scoop of hard scoop, not soft serve, vanilla on a waffle cone. <laughs> Which, I don't know, I just like that's very old school. And the ice cream falls, and you don't even see it slip from his hands. You literally just see it cascading against, like, the shadow of a window. And then it splooshes on the ground. <laughs> and it's backlit just beautifully. You're an absolute moron. And then, then Tommy closes his eyes, and bam, we wake up and we understand everything. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I want. I would personally want to thank you for that. That was <laughs> something. Are, are, is there anything else? I got nothing. I have literally nothing to add to what you just said. Oh, it was either that or the Twinkie Dog from UHF. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, you know what you could have done what? is uh, Powell's Twinkie from Die Hard. That would have been kind of cool. One. Well, which one? He had like 30. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the bag. Uh, Max. I was always weirded out that he got the giant paper bag. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a paper bag from a convenience store? Yeah, but you buy liquor, you get one. Oh, yeah. I'm not a booze hound like you. So. No, yeah, clearly. You know me. Am I drinking? <laughs> Max, that takes me to my last one. Yep. Uh, so I actually, I technically told you on another episode, you asked me a question, and this was the answer I gave about something I would want from a movie, but it wasn't a collector's episode, so I'm putting it on the record. Uh, Max, what is one of my favorite movies ever of all time? Uh, say anything. Nope. Um, give me a clue. Jim Henson. Uh, Labyrinth. Yes. Yes. So the when, crystal, not the crystal. That's a good. That's a good guess, though. And don't make any more guesses, like okay. you always do, because you Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Just want to take her home. I want Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> uh, so Labyrinth, directed by Jim Henson, starring David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly. We did a whole episode on this movie. At the end of this movie, you said, "If there's one thing from this movie that you would want, what would it be?" And that leads to what I would take for my last item to put in the museum, and it is the very regal, the very brave, Sir Didymus. Enough. <laughs> Before this day, never have I met my match in battle. Yet this noble knight has fought me to a standstill. Are you all right, Ludo? Smell. Sir Ludo, if that's thy name, now I, Sir Didymus, yield to thee. Come, let us be brothers henceforth and fight for the right as one. Ah, thank you very much. Ludo, get brothers. <laughs> He's the best character in the movie. I considered doing a duo and having him and Ambrosius as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. But and Ambrosius is played both by a puppet and also by a real dog. Um, but Merlin. I, yeah, but I'm good with I'm good with just Sir Didymus. Not just the facial characteristic. It's a fox terrier. He's voiced by David Shaughnessy. I think is how you say his last name. Okay. And I love everything about this particular puppet. Yeah, I just, he's hilarious. He, he's he's a Spitfire. He's got personality. A little bit of regalness to him. Yeah, and like there's this chivalrousness, Very. which is I think what you meant instead of regalness, but could be wrong. Regal works too. The regal beagle. Yeah. If you can tell me what the regal beagle's from, I'll give you a kiss. Wishbone. No. No. Oh. The Regal Beagle is the name of the bar from Three's Company that Jack Tripper used to always go to. Wow. Yeah. Deep cut. Well, if you go to go to tri trivia night now, you yeah. can know. He's my favorite character in the whole movie. Henson's got a bunch of different of his own museums. Like the Henson Company has museums. I know this is in one of them. I also know there were multiple versions of it. I don't know that I ever get my hands on it, but if I ever wanted to do like an Ocean's Eleven with you and we want to break in and grab it, <laughs> get the team back together. You son of I got to tell you also, completely unrelated to anything we're talking about, that episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Where they get the gang back together yeah. is, is, I think, might be my favorite episode of the entire the I, entire se series. I think the invented family stuff with all the fake characters, like Abraham Lincoln, who's made a ham. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai yeah. cop. Yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> I'm know, walking man. the air. I don't but know, no, no, that is a great episode. That's a great episode. Yeah. I, and there's so many, like, predator drops and, like, yeah. you son <laughs> of a... <laughs> which, which one's Dracula? Oh, man, that's great. Um, that's it, man. I just, Sir Didymus would be the crowning, uh, achievement for me in this museum that we're putting together. That's the winner. That's, that's my last one. That's my best one. That's your best one. I, I like Sir Didymus. Yeah. 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 I yeah, like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So I want to do a different movie. I'm calling an audible because I was going to do a predator one, but I want to switch it up because I want to talk about another movie. Well, you do you, your yeah. list. So this is off the top of my head, which is dangerous. Oh, dear God. I want the ice cream cone <laughs> from Hellraiser. <laughs> is there an ice cream cone in Hellraiser? No. Ah, Boy, I feel like maybe she goes on a date with a guy and they go to get ice cream, but I'm not going to put my hand on a didn't stack you, of Bibles Didn't you pick the box for the horror collector? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. To freak me out. I did. Yeah. You still need to watch those movies. No. Yeah, you do. I know. All right, Max. Top of your head. What do you got? Your last one. Make it strong. I'm going Professor Jerry Hathaway's destroyed popcorn filled house. Real genius. Target locked in 10, 9, 
This uh, this hangar that we have better be pretty big. <laughs> yeah, is that what was your other one that you bailed on because we already picked Predator? Painless, old painless. That's from, way better. I don't know. The popcorn house is cool. Yeah, but that, it's not. It's just not realistic. I could play. Everyone wants to rule the world, and I could like just put popcorn in there and roll around. But the popcorn is going to bring fresh popcorn in every time. Put the no. Put the are you going to put? Are you going to put that crystal in the middle and have a laser shoot down from? Uh, maybe from I heavens? will. But uh, lucite, maybe I'll. Put I, the I'm gonna, you do that, and I'm going to sit next to you and say, Max. This is God. <laughs> Stop touching yourself. That'd be fun. I don't know. I mean, I don't it's know. so iconic and it's huge. I got an airplane hanger. I should use uh, it. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you're being greedy and taking up a lot of space in the airplane. Why do we buy, why, why do we get an airplane hanger unless we're for going? your cars? Now yeah. you're putting a 5,000 square foot house in there. You know, they almost burnt down like an entire studio. Sure. With this movie. I believe it. Yeah. Cause the popcorn got too hot and they were popping it and it like caught fire. This is a wet blanket. Old painless would have been better. You what? ended poorly. No way. But you chose wisely on others. Yes. No, I chose poorly. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Max, that concludes the fourth edition of our 80s memorabilia collector episode. It also takes us to an old friend of ours for our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is friend of the show, Graham Elliott, celebrity chef and all around good dude. He's my favorite guest. Yeah, we've only had a handful. Well, he's my favorite spotlight. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's been working on a bunch of projects recently, one of which is Pop Chef. So if you have a hunker, if you have a hang... A hanker for a hunk of humper. A hanker for a hunk of cheese. If you have a hankering for podcasts that both cover <laughs> pop culture and cooking and recipes, uh, he's got this great podcast I would highly recommend checking out. It's called Pop Chef. He also has a new show that's out on PBS, and I think you can see it on Amazon Prime as well. Yep. Okay. It's called The Great American Recipe. It's a cooking competition series, which is his sweet spot. Talented home cooks from different regions of the country have an opportunity to showcase their signature dishes and compete to win the national search. Dum, dum, dum. Bum, bum. <laughs> in addition to being an amazing cook, in addition to having all these projects, he also is an absolute pop culture ninja, especially when it comes to the 80s. So we asked Graham. He already has some incredible stuff in his collection. The saxophone from Lost Boys. Lost Boys. The Oren. Sorry, yep. I didn't know the name earlier. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious to see what he added to his collection. Why don't I stop talking and we hear what he's got? Aloha, guys. Chef Graham Elliott here from Hawaii with this episode adding to my already incredible collection based on our last chat. You know, I have to discuss not only do I enjoy food and do I love this podcast, but I'm a huge baseball nerd. I love cards. I love collecting things, baseballs, memorabilia, tickets, etc., etc. That said, just around this time, June 1986, there was this uh, little movie based in Chicago where I lived for 20 years. And these kids had this crazy idea to skip school and, uh, you know, go spend the day in the city. And they hit the friendly confines, a.k.a. Wrigley Field. Of course, I'm talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And the item that I want to add to my collection is the foul ball that Ferris catches at the game. That's right. Incredible item. It's going to look amazing next to all my other goodies, uh, especially right next to my shiny saxophone from the sexy sax man uh, from the Lost Boys. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing, guys. We all love you out here in uh, in paradise and look forward to being part of the next episode. Swing. Swing. You know how Alan Ruck improvised that? He I used do. to say it as a kid. He did. Yeah, I know. You told me this when we did our Ferris Bueller episode. I think I broke my thumb. <laughs> What's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's, Who's winning? winning? <laughs> we are. <laughs> the Bears. Oh, the Bears. I screwed it up. The Bears. 
Uh, My I, superiority on this episode is I've got you now. Challenge. What does he say? The, the jig is up yeah. when he thinks he's found Ferris? Yep. Yeah. Good old Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> Frankly, sir. <laughs> you sound like a You're an a-hole. <laughs> oh, man. Dark <laughs> Most checked out to lunch. Big time. Big time. You kind of lost me at the he's throw, at Shea Louise. <laughs> oh, the delicious treat over at Shea Louise. King of Chicago. Abe Froman? <laughs> Devastatingly handsome. <laughs> Max, that concludes the episode. Another collector episode in the bag. Fourth of July. Actually, when this airs will have already happened. But again, happy Fourth of July. If you've not done so already, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, NASA, whatever Tin system can. you're using. Yeah, whatever system you're using to listen to podcasts, we're on it. Follow us, like us, review, leave five stars. Social media, TikTok, anything you've got, at Buzz in the Tower. Visit our website for officially licensed merchandise. Also excited to announce, our friends over at Orville Redenbacher, huge fans of the show, sent you and I enough popcorn to give to every person in the world for every day. <laughs> of the next 10 years of our lives. Pretty much. So we're working on how we're going to be doling that out to our friends, <laughs> but we want to thank our friends at Orville Redenbacher for the amazing, delicious popcorn treats they sent our way. Movie style. Movie style. Uh, what Each box has got like, what, 12 packs in it or something like that? They're heavy. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> we're going to have to take a loan out to ship it to you guys, but we'll figure it out. Max, I've got nothing else to add to the show. How do you want to end this collector's episode? Thanks, America. You collected my heart. Okay. And <laughs> I will end this. I'm good. Throat rip away. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.